Hello and welcome to Two Kinky Boys podcast. Um, I'm Craig. And I'm Michael. And welcome to the first episode of our show. And we basically got together and decided we wanted to start doing a podcast um, basically about fetishes and the London Kinky scene. Yeah, um, pretty much. <laughs> uh, trying to use our experience and, um, you know, the experience of guests, hopefully, um, in discussing all these different topics. Yeah, I mean, we've had quite a bit of interest and we have quite a few guests actually lined up to talk about um, their interests and their fetishes. And we really want to go into the more obscure ones. Yeah, so it's not just going to be, you know, your bog standard whips and chains, um, your obvious master slave, uh, puppy play, all that stuff. But go a bit more into the weird and wonderful world of of human and gay sexuality. Yeah, we've got quite a few lined up. We've got some into gunge. We've got some into forced appearances, haircuts. Um, hypno, we've got tons. Yeah, and it's not just going to be fetish all the time. We'll also probably pick up on some relevant topics, so things like the amendments to the porn laws, um, the uh, bareback sex, probably also things like chems and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So it's it's uh, there sh- there should be something for everyone. We hope. Oh yeah, we're going to get all a bit political and dramatic. And... Yeah, we'll have you know it'll be around you know election time so uh see who who has the better options for the kinky community <laughs> yeah you know maybe get um nick clegg or david cameron or that on and... i i would like to sort of find out what they're into in the bedroom because that would that would sway my vote <laughs> who's yes. more liberal uh, you know I, I i can see cameron being you know sam cam being like a yeah. filthy bitch in the bedroom oh yeah <laughs> So, 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 Prime Minister, do do you like a finger up your ass while you're being blown? So, well, yes, I, I take more than a finger. Um, <laughs> oh, no, that that's just conjured up some images I really did not want. I apologise. <laughs> In a very good sense. <laughs> very. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think probably best if we sort of start off as well, just sort of quickly introducing ourselves and what our backgrounds in fetish and kink are. So, if you want to start off. Um, Well, I'm 25. I've basically been in the kinky scene since 19. Um, I go by the name Mouse, or Cub Mouse, or Boy Mouse, or Boot Boy Mouse, or Boot Cub Mouse. (laughs) Generally... Anything, just add the name Mouse to it. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I became my little internet monkey that's followed me around. And basically, I'm training to be a boot black. I've had mild experience in um, bondage and most forms of basic power exchange play. Definitely a daddy's boy. People often confuse me for a puppy, which kind of drives me nuts, but we'll get into that <laughs> for another episode. Um, yeah, and yeah, that's pretty much my basic thing. Any other like gear fetishes, stuff like that? Anything uh, in particular? Started off with just leather. Mm. Definitely boots, obviously. Yeah. Boots. Yeah. But also expanded into rubber. Fair enough. And Lycra's coming along, which is nice because it's a bit cheaper. Yeah, tell me about it. Cost is a big, big question. Yeah. Uh, but, um, oh yeah, well, I've got some boots for you if you want to train on those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, and I'm Michael. I'm 22. Um, I'm the baby of the podcast. Uh, anyway, I, um, I've sort of been 
in and out of the kink scene since actually I was around 18, 17, 18. Um, I actually know my first sort of sort of fetishy experience was when I was 16. Um, then kind of gave it a break for a while and then um, came back on it. My main sort of thing would be power exchange, um, sort of master slave where I'm never really the master i've i feel much more comfortable being the slave in those sort of uh situations but i'm i'm really open to everything i've i, I sort of have the motto try everything twice um as long as it's sort of legal and everything I, yeah but um and as far as like gear fetishes and stuff like that is my my main thing is is rubber i love leather on other people no one can say no to a hot leather daddy um yeah, yeah. but um but yeah, for me personally, it's always been rubber. Um, I don't know, the lycra thing, possibly because I did a lot of sport that involved lycra, it sort of lost its appeal. Um, similar with like uniform and military, having gone to boarding school and uh, been in the army. The whole uniform thing, yeah, not so much, but um, I see the appeal. Yeah, I I can understand the appeal. I've never felt it myself. Yeah, yeah. No, a military uniform. A guy does cut a good figure in a mili- in a proper good like combat uniform. It, it does cut a good figure on people, but yeah, it's not not really my thing. So um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm you know, I've I've tried out quite a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think I can I can at least comment on <laughs> on some topics. Um, yeah. So now you've got a sort of idea of who who we are. Um. Anything else you wanted to add? Um, nope. I think that's fairly comfortable. We are what we do. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Sort of on the by, we're both students. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, that's why we have the time to do stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, that's basically who, who and what we are. Although you, could, although you could go into like really philosophical deep things about yeah. who we are and what we are, but anyway, it's Isn't not. It, either of us know who we really are. Oh, and welcome to Kink for the Soul. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, I don't know. Is that a fetish? You know, sort of spirituality, soul finding thing. Is that, you know, are people getting off on on meditation? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's this big thing because I listen to several other King podcasts. Yeah. Um, a big thing is Kadishki. Kadishki. Which is basically sacred prostitute. It basically used to be certain temples of religions had. Oh, yeah. Prostitutes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and that's carried over and it's basically sacred sexuality. I mean, being. Uh, I hate the term spiritual, but it's kind of all. I don't really know how else to put it. Being sort of spiritual myself, I, I do kind of see sex in all its forms as a very sort of. In a way, it's spiritual. Like spiritual, it sounds oh, yeah. so so ridiculous sometimes, but it is like it is definitely a sort of very special thing if done if done properly, consensually, and uh, sanely. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it can be very intense, transformative, mm. transcendence. Not to sound too hippie, but basically, <laughs> crack sub- out the weed. <laughs> I mean, subspace is basically an altered form of consciousness. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very similar to a trance state. Yeah, I think I think we'll be able when, especially for like pup play and stuff like that, because there's pup space as well. So that will be very interesting to learn more about. Um, I've certainly been in in subspace. I think you have as, oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. So it's um, it's definitely quite an intense and interesting 
interesting experience, to say the least. Um, I mean, my favourite has to be what I call the float, yeah. which is what you get in bondage for a long time. Mm. You see, that's the thing. I'm not that... I, I love bondage but for me it's all about the practicality of it does it fit into scene what i hate is when they go into the whole shibari you know beautiful rope work yeah. stuff it makes nice pictures i i don't yeah. have the patience for that. no ain't nobody got time for that i apologize um <laughs> no because you know i've i've had some experiences with doms who literally spend half the session just fiddling around with rope and i've just you know i'd rather them fiddle around with something more interesting um yeah, just a basic practical knot will do. Yeah, you, it doesn't take much, and you're already, you know, incapacitated. Mm. I mean, on the flip side of that, it's very hard to find a dom who's basically into letting the sub just be in bondage. Yeah. And flow. Yeah. Because obviously, what do they get out of it? It is very selfish. Yeah, yeah, it is. Especially because I know there's, and I've, I've experienced it myself, there's a lot of people who... Um, who aren't so experienced with bondage, especially doms that don't know much about it, who then, um, they kind of go in, they, they kind of have the feeling they can tie the sub up and then, or the slave up and then just leave. And that's just something you never ever do. And I've experienced it myself, whereas, uh, doms just kind of left the room and I was just there like, at least it wasn't something intent, you know, really, really hardcore, but it was still a moment of like, what the fuck is he doing? (laughs) You know, he clearly doesn't quite know, but, um, Although that can be fun to play about with. Well, you can mess with a sub's brain by pretending yeah. you've left I've the had room. I had a that did that, and like I heard the door close, and after a while I was like... And then I just heard a rustle in the corner, and it's like, he's standing there. Yeah. The last five minutes I thought he actually left me, but yeah. he's not. He's been... There. Well, that's brilliant, you know, that's the thing. But I think, I think that's something that we can also t- touch on, is, you know, look at... Um, Look at the some some do's some basic do's and don'ts, because oh. um, you know you want to be safe and sane in all this stuff. Otherwise, it can go very very wrong. Um, yeah, so you know there will I think be a few topics where not everyone will be hundred percent comfortable listening. I think. Oh yeah, we don't just want to do the fun stuff. We actually want to get into um, some of the darker stuff and see. Like, I would love to get a bug chaser. Yeah, that would be very interesting. Just the, the mentality. Yeah. I mean... Because I can't understand it. I fundamentally can't get that mindset. I can I can understand... I understand the principle behind it. I don't personally understand why you would want yeah. that. But I can understand the fundamental principle behind it. But um, I think, yeah, that's, that's for a... You know, maybe if someone's willing to talk about it and happy to... Uh, to explain a bit we're always willing to learn and willing for all sorts of things i mean i am fascinated by the psychology of what makes someone's kink their mm. kink it's because i've had people who really don't like looking into it just because yeah. often historically it's always come with the we're going to look into why so we can quote fix you. yeah but just looking at non-judgmentally just like where mm kinks might come from because a lot of people like bondage always say it came from watching childhood cartoons or tv series where the hero got tied up fair enough and it it is just that what gives you that kink Mm. no i mean i don't know i'm always really fascinated by the psychology just psychology of sex Mm. in general i think um that's why um 
it's very interesting the exhibition at the moment the institute of sex up at the welcome i think you need time to go through that because it's very very theoretical um if you're expecting medieval dildos you might see one of them but the rest is all theory um but oh, so not the victorian hysteria machine no i think that i think there is one but it it's it's more about the research mm. on sex rather than the actual implements of it I think that got missold a bit because a lot of people went expecting, you know, to see more Victoriana porn. Anyway, um, but I, I just find it really, really fascinating. The sort of, you know, what makes people click? What makes people's sexuality click? Um, you know, I've heard, I've heard the most, some really bizarre fetishes and, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um. I mean, it is, is it rule 34 on the internet? Mm. If you can think of it, there is a web page for it. Yeah, basically. The other rule says that if there isn't one, you have to make it. And with some of the stuff that we can come up with, I recommend you don't. (laughs) But yeah. So yeah, that's the sort of thing you'll be getting from this. But um, just to start off, I think quite lightly, is actually just looking at what's going on at the moment on a very mainstream basis with... um, We've had the... uh, big big revelation of seeing a chastity device on tv for the first time the other week in uh what was it rusty davies cucumber yes and yeah. then they further explored in banana because i didn't see the banana one i only saw half an hour of cucumber before turning it off um i've yet to see the episode two but um yeah, yeah i don't know it was it, i think you know a lot of people hailed it as very groundbreaking and whatever but i'm yeah, well, it is in the fact that they have full male nudity and, you know, it does follow on from Queer as Folk in it shows stuff More most gr- straight people might not be familiar with. True. Like, Queer as Folk was very famous for introducing women to the populace. Yeah, very true, very true. I mean... I'm sort of I'm I'm hoping that it gets better from episode one. I was not taken by it, but um, I just I I don't know. Maybe that's just I think it's just me because it's had a lot of very positive um, reactions. Um, I much prefer things like looking, which is a lot less oh, yeah. on the hardcore side. But it's just as, as far as the characters go, and the I think they're much more relatable characters in in looking yeah. for me anyway. There. Here's the thing, Russell T Davis. Again, going back to Cruz Folk, which is you know the spiritual ancestor of cucumber and banana, he writes horrible people. Yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, they none of them have any real redeeming qualities. They're not just flawed; they are fully horrible. Whereas in looking, um, one of the characters, Augustine, he is horrible, but you can understand it comes from a sort of self-loathing and self-sabotage. Yeah, it's not just a straight-out awful person kind of yeah. thing. And they are clearly on an arc where mm-hmm. this is where they're starting from, and they're changing as people and evolving. Yeah. I don't know, I think, you know, I, but again, I think with all this stuff, it's, it's a lot of it's a matter of taste, so yeah. you can you can have an opinion about it, but it's never going to be, there's no right or wrong about it, as, you know, it's... Uh, I mean, yeah, to be fair, Russell T. Davis, he does write some very good one-liners, yeah. he does, he is very good stylistically, mm. and I'm, it was a brilliant drama to watch, I know you didn't watch it, the second half of the first episode right. of Cucumber where you basically get to the point where the two main characters' relationship just breaks down and dissolves, and it's a horrible, horrible ten-minute scene 
of this relationship dissolving and it becomes this really uncomfortable it's TV for masochists clearly yeah, yeah it is um, no that's interesting I mean I'll, I'll definitely have to revisit it I, I just I, I, you know I think it's a mood thing as well I just I watched it and I just kind of thought oh Jesus Christ when will this end um, at which point I did just make it end yeah. Um, the internet is good that way. <laughs> there is an exit button for most things. Um, but, um, no, it's, it's, you know, I think it's definitely something worth looking at and revisiting. I think it's, it's, I, I another issue I have with it is that I think it's borderline quite gimmicky with the whole cucumber, banana, tofu. Um, the, which in short is CBT, just, you know, out of pure interest. Um, and, um, but, I, I don't know. I just found, I also found those cuts where, you know, every time he saw someone that he was into or something like that, when you it cut to like the cucumber or the banana or I, I, that pissed me off very quickly. That was like, oh. I found that a very clever shorthand just for immediately telling the audience how much interest he has in this character and what. Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> and it's kind of started happening in my head. I just look at him and then imagine the big cucumber clapping. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I won't go. I won't go shopping with you then. Um, no, I don't know. I I personally felt that was just after like about fifteen minutes in. I was like, please, please stop with that, it, because um, in my opinion, that just kind of again reduces the whole gay, gay persona, gay world into being just wandering about, staring at people's asses, which, admittedly, we do have quite yeah. a lot of, yeah. but it's not everything. Um, and it, it just kind of, to me, it came across as if, like, it's this lecherous old guy, which he is, um, old guy just sort of with nothing else on his mind. This could be worse things on his mind, I guess. But, yeah, hmm. yeah I just it just didn't really sit right with me. Though it is very interesting, because it basically shows you what kind of guy Russell D. Davis is into. It's basically the guy that's very, very sexy and knows it and is super arrogant about it. Because that's always who he writes to be, like, the prize. There, yeah, that's true, actually. That's true. Um, personally, what I find extremely unattractive on at someone. I love people who are attractive and don't really know it and just are kind of a bit sort of awkward about it. Um, but, but he does write... I do see what you mean. He really does write about that, that sort of iconic, sexy and I know it yeah. moment. Um yeah, I just I rolled it myself there. I'm sorry. Although, uh, uh, going back to like the kingdom fetish, mm. a lot of people do find that sexy in a dom when they're just absolutely completely arrogant to the end. Yeah, that is, yeah. I am better than you. I think for me, that's when it's that's kink. That's sort of kink and fetish fantasy time. That's when yeah. I. That's for me in my head. I find the whole sort of you know being degraded and, and completely used and abused by someone who is so, you know, ultra-masculine, ultra-dominant, all that stuff. I found that incredibly sexy, and I, I, you know, I think I've wanked a few times to stuff like that. But um, but what I, I... But in reality, that's sort of where, for me, it's sort of the clear definition. In reality, I could never... Put up with a guy like Put that. up with someone yeah. like that. Like, I could maybe, like, bend to, uh, you know a good old session or something like that. But I couldn't put up with someone like that in the long haul. It would, it would, yeah, I'd, I'd start getting violent. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, it, I mean, it just puts you in mind of, there's this big, there was this huge rash of, um, cash doms. 
who were basically yeah. straight guys that insulted gay guys on Twitter for money. For money. Still yeah. going, still going, apparently. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think, I haven't seen it here in the UK, but I have seen quite a bit of it on the continent. Um, my background is I'm originally from Switzerland, so I, I'm a bit versed in like the um, German Germanic scene, and on there it's it's still I've still seen quite a bit of the whole cash cash dom thing. And I know a friend of mine who's um, he's he's more dom, but he's not one of those arrogant assholes. He's he's absolutely lovely person, but he's had a guy who offered to just pay him money for nothing at all like they never met and they never uh and they only chatted very briefly but it sort of turned him on to pay the guy money and um and so you know he said why not okay go for it which you know i, I wouldn't say no i've i've no. done my fair share of indecent stuff so mm. i yeah i was very tempted by um now as i said i'm a daddy's boy it was quite interesting because I met a daddy who's basically into role reversal, where he basically wanted to be have a brat, um, which okay. is very demanding. Mm. Like, buy me stuff, treat me, yeah. spoil me. Yeah, and it was very tempting because I was quite tempted to take him up on it and just be like, "Okay, buy me new leathers. Okay, yeah, yeah, buy me that too." I, you see, I, I, I've, I've, I've played with the idea of the sort of the sugar daddy, the sort of you know. Um, I've played. I've played with that idea, but I don't think I'd be comfortable with it in the long haul. I'm. No, yes. I'm too. I'm too sort of. I'm too nice a person for that. I'm. Yeah, I'm literally so, just yes. there. Like, I'd feel so bad about like demanding stuff all the time. Yeah, I don't have it. In <laughs> no, no. Good on you for those who do have it in you, but I. I couldn't do it. I mean, I have. I have escorted. That's one thing that I have done, but. Um, but that was just out of pure curiosity as to what it was like. Um, I did make very good money off it, I have to say. I mean, can't complain if you give you let a guy give you a blowjob for about 20 minutes and then get about £300 for it. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Yeah. I was young and I needed the cash, so it was okay. <laughs> well, as far as I know, I'm pretty much one of the few people in London who hasn't been a red boy at some point. Yeah, yeah. And trust me, I was tempted. Last time when I didn't have a job... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't know. I, I did it for a while, like not for a while. I did it like for three or four people, and quite honestly, there was only one incident where it was like full-on penetrative yeah. sex. The rest of it was actually people who were a bit lonely and who just wanted someone to like have a cuddle with, have a hug. Um, you know, a lot of it was very basic, sort of making out. Um, one guy didn't even want me to like properly touch him. He was just like you know happy with me getting off and and him getting off just next to each other that kind yeah. of thing. And it, it's really interesting. I think that's where you see it from the other side is is you you sort of a lot of the people out there they're not just there for the like I need a cheap whore to fuck, but there's a lot of people out there who you know who 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 just are do feel that desperate like that desperate's a horrible word but that that deeply lonely yeah it's quite it's quite sad in a way but you know yeah um, there's a in growth industry in japan at the moment which is intimacy partners mm. where it's basically you pay someone to cuddle with and talk about your problems and your mm. hopes and dreams because i mean it's very very interesting what's happening in japan the rate of um couples is going way down mm 
because people are just doing dating sims and virtual boyfriends and girlfriends and no one really wants to make the effort for a real relationship but they still crave intimate that intimacy so they pay people yeah to go to hugging parlors where they literally just hug and have intimate conversations no sex no 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 romance just i'd say so, you know human yeah. intimacy. i'd so be up for doing that um i but i you know in a way i can understand it i mean you're lucky you're off the market um i'm i've been on the market for a too too long now. Uh, no, not that I have a problem with it. I I do enjoy being single. Um, but I do have to say, sometimes I do understand the people who are just like, I can't be bothered with a relationship, just because sometimes the people you meet, you think, oh my god. But um, but I'd say you know, it's it's. I mean, the Japanese have always had a very interesting sort of relationship to to sex yeah. and relationships. Um, it's it's um. If you want to look at the really out there stuff, I think you look to Japan. Mm. I mean, who came up with tentacle porn? They did, you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is some. This branches off into. In the future, I would like to talk about polyamory and. I've noticed a lot of polyamory people. They don't have a full singular partner. Yeah. But they get that intimacy from. Like secondary partners or yeah. very close friends. And yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because there was a while where I sort of I was seriously considering the option of a poly relationship. Um. But I've just found that's I think that's for me that's something where I'm still a bit I'm I'm a big advocate of the open relationship. That's something that for me is just paramount. I don't think I could I could do complete monogamy. But I'm not saying it'll never happen. But you know, at this point in time, I don't think it would be yeah. an option. But um, I do, I do struggle with the whole polyamory thing. As I just kind of get this sort of, it's maybe old-fashioned, but I do have a bit of, bit of the, jet, the, the you know, the green-eyed monster in me. So I, I know that depending on the, the, you know, the, the structure of the relationship, mm-hmm. there would be a potential for me to get uncomfortable in it. Oh yeah. And so rather than like putting anyone through that i i just say up front it's probably not something that would ever work for me but you know good on the people who whom it does work for because i've i've you know i've i've encountered quite a few really really healthy functioning poly relationships and wow (laughs) i mean i have done the whole where you have like a boyfriend and a second relationship which at the time was my sir yeah and i have to say i am I would call myself naturally poly. Mm. I've always been that way inclined. I've always been more intimate to multiple people, more intimate with my friends than what you would expect, that sort of thing. And I have to say, jealousy doesn't go away. Even when, like, you feel compersion, mm. you can still feel jealousy. Yeah. And it's, it, it is something you have to work through and just be willing to openly communicate yeah. about. Well, I think with a lot of like with a lot of things, like, as as much like with, for instance, judgment and and jealousy and stuff like that, is these are all like basic human emotions. It's the way you react and respond to it is what makes the difference. So if you're willing to give in to your sort of jealousy, then yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah. But um, no, I mean the the whole idea of having the sort of the boy the the vanilla boyfriend or the normal boyfriend and and the sir is is a very appealing appealing thought i don't know if i was i think i think it's i, I don't know how i can you know 
be in that situation. I think it sounds like a really good, a really good situation to be in. Um, I would be open to that, but, um, but, and, and I've, I've actually, you know, I've known a lot of people. I've actually talked to a few doms as well who have slaves with, with boyfriends. And, and for, for instance, for this, this particular one that I knew, um, it was always the, the boyfriend came first. So if, if oh, yeah. the boyfriend, you know, if there was something going on there, it was always the boyfriend came first, master came second. Um, and, um, but I, you know, I think there's a lot of potential there and it's, it's something that I'm not completely close to, but, it would take me more time to adjust and to work. You know, it's something oh, yeah. It's something new, so you have yeah. to work into it. It takes a lot of effort, mm. a lot of emotional maturity from everyone yeah. involved. Yeah. And this is the big thing. Polyamory relationships can work. The trouble is, every time you add another partner, it becomes exponentially harder because you've got another set of human emotions yeah. to work through. Yeah. So it's, you really have to be emotionally intelligent mm. and adult and logical and be able to put your emotions in a box and say, what's the logical thing to do? Yeah, I'm, I'm a creative. Logic for me is something that I look at and, re- and read about and think, that's nice. No, uh, not that bad. But um, no, I do I do see myself in this. Uh, you know, I do see that sometimes the whole strictly logical thinking does kind of go out the window a bit. Mm. But... Um, yeah, no, but that's, you know, so as you can see, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think we'll run out of topics too quickly. There'll always be a new fetish on the scene. Oh, yeah, and I think a lot of fetishes will be multi-episode things because there's mm-hmm. a lot lot of depths to plumb, if you pardon the pun. Oh, dear. Um, no, but, and I think what's very interesting is with a lot of these fetishes is you can look at two different sides, at least two different sides mm. of the coin. So, oh, yeah. you know, um, with poly relationships, you can actually like take out every member of it and talk to them individually. Um, but then again, from like, for like, you know, anything, you can look at the more submissive, passive, whatever you want to call yourself, or the more dominant, active, whatever. So, you know, I think that'll, and, and we don't want to like make, three hour three hour conversations because that's just going to put everyone to sleep so try and keep them all as concise but still not too like abrupt you don't want it to sort of yeah don't want it to feel like you're just sitting there for a five minute in you know intro to fisting that's between half an hour and an hour is what we're kind of aiming for Basically, if you have that kind of time or your commute allows you that kind of time, in which case I feel sorry. But um, no, that would be, you know, that's I think that's a good, good amount of time to, to yeah. have these things. I mean, you know, we there will be an email and everything set up. So if you have any criticism, any advice, any whatever, or even just questions or, or inputs or whatever it is, um, you know, I think we'll be happy to like go through that and yeah, see what we can do. And from our perspective and mm. point of view. And what we'll try and do is we'll try and keep you updated as to what's going to come next so that you can, if ever, you can give your input if Yeah, if we'll try and make a definite plan of um, what fetches we're going to look at and what the episode titles would be. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's basically the gist of things and us. So, you know, I kind of hope this was interesting. Yes, I hope you come back for more. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, watch the spot. Definitely. Uh, Till next time, good night. Bye. Bye.